A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. The Upper Midwest Agricultural Safety and Health Center is charged with not only helping people in the agriculture community stay healthy in the physical sense, but mentally as well, improving emotional well-being. I'm Stephanie Hoff with the Midwest Farm Report. UMASH is based at the University of Minnesota, but has footprints across the Midwest. And just in time for National Farm Safety Week and National Suicide Awareness Month, Outreach Director Megan Shasso explains just how prevalent poor mental health is among the farming community. Yeah, so we've seen some interesting trends over the past several decades. Um, A lot of folks remember the farm crisis in the 1980s, and we've seen similar mental health trends in the late 2010s and into the 2020s. The prevalence is sort of hard to measure, but what we do know is that people that are in agriculture, whether they're farming, working in the industry, you know, doing a combination of those things, we know that those folks do tend to be more stressed than the general population. And we know that that's particularly true for farm women. So I think a lot of farm women, they're community leaders, they're raising kids, they're working, they're farming. Um, And it's also particularly true of youth and young adults. So we see that um, kids tend to experience their own stress and then they also are really good at picking up on when the people around them are stressed as well. So it tends to kind of double down if it's a, you know, stressful farm environment, for example. So those farmies are also kind of particularly at risk for stress. And it's sort of a tough area to fully understand. People aren't quite at the point where we're talking completely openly about stress and poor mental health, but we do know that the agricultural industry has been full of challenges and changes, which has definitely contributed to some of the challenges we're seeing. I want to ask you to pinpoint why we're seeing those stressors in the recent decade here. Economic challenges, what's happening on the farm today that's causing these stressors for, which I was surprised to hear, men, women, and farm kids? When I think about it, I tend to think about it, the phrase, the straw that broke the camel's back. And I really use that, I think of that because it is the piling up of a lot of these issues that are going on that either directly or indirectly impact folks in agriculture. So, you know, even in the past five years, there are some really huge events that have directly impacted farming. So trade, we've seen a lot of different international trade issues, um, new deals, deals fall apart, um, international relations. But In the past few years, you know, we've seen the impacts of COVID-19. Farming is not an occupation where you can work from home. So having to do all of the regular jobs that come with farming and then also having to navigate a completely brand new experience that, you know, none of us were really anticipating or prepared for. Another one that's really salient right now are all the supply chain issues. It can be hard when you're busy and you're stressed and then you have to repair something and you can't get the parts you need or whatever it might be. Fertilizer has been another good example. There are all of these inputs and supplies that farmers need that have been increasingly difficult or increase in 
fence. And then another one, I I mentioned COVID-19, but we've also seen animal disease outbreaks that have definitely impacted the folks that are producing our food. This past year, highly pathogenic avian influenza has been huge on the poultry arena, Um, but we know that folks with pigs are always have African swine fever on their minds. One other thing that I really do try to talk about, even though it's a bit more abstract, is we do know that a lot of rural communities have really just changed since, you know, even the 1900s. Um, So even when we had the 80s farm crisis, we know that these rural communities look different. There have been these trends where they're smaller, healthcare may be more difficult to get, businesses may have changed or left these communities. And so all of that has an impact as well. These are all challenges, Megan, that we talk about every day, but what we don't always talk about is how it's impacting emotional well-being of our farming community. So, Megan, I want to talk action now, and I want to start Mm -hmm. with the bystanders, the folks that are not uh, suffering per se, but they're interacting with those folks who are under a lot of stress. What signs do we need to watch out for? And how do we take action if we're worried? Yeah, that's a really great question. And this is a great awareness point for all folks to be aware of. So it looks a little different depending on where you're at in that spectrum of poor mental health. You know, if you're on this end where you're chronically stressed, typically we see things like worrying about everything or worrying about new things, not being interested in things that people enjoy. So, you know, a lot of times they say hobbies. And it can really be anything that's, even if you're less interested in your work and you're a farmer, um, withdrawing either from, you know, the people around you, certain activities that you do. There are also certain physical health changes that uh, we can see in people. So there seems to be a decline in physical health. It's completely plausible that that has to do with experiencing chronic stress. Um, And then also just like irritability is pretty common and then seeing changes in relationships as well. Um, When we talk about suicide, it's a little bit, uh, it's a similar conversation, but some of the risk factors to look for are going to be a bit different. Um, There is certainly an overlap. Some of them that we do like to talk about are, you know, are they doing things that sound like saying goodbyes? Are they giving things away? You know, um, you know, making end of life adjacent plans, um, and then also things like, you know, you want to see if people are stockpiling medication or you know purchasing weapons. Those can be really major things to look for as well. Um, so really just kind of keeping an eye out for the people in your life. And when you notice those changing, really flagging that. And some of the initial recommendations that we talk about with people is to have, have that check-in. And with stress and mental health conversations, it can feel like a daunting conversation, you know, especially if it's something you're, you're not in practice with or if it's someone that you, you know, are close to and care about. So, you know, the key things that are important are that the act of listening and trying to withhold any judgment, um, even if you hear things that can be upsetting or concerning. Um, and then, you know, sharing your concerns if you have them and asking questions and then also encouraging help seeking. Um, we've seen studies that show that farmers want to get stress and mental health resources from their friends and family. And so I always like to mention that because it's, you know, it's not 
you know, just social media or just from, you know, what you hear on the radio. But if people can feel equipped to have these conversations and it's a friend or family, they're really going to be in a position to hopefully have that conversation and help steer the ship if they're open and willing. And one other training and resource that has been incredibly helpful for me personally, it's called QPR, Question, Persuade, Refer. It's typically a one-hour training um, that really talks about suicide prevention. And what I've loved about those trainings is they talk about the language to use, the questions to ask, because it can be this kind of black hole um, if you've not had to have these conversations before. Um, and there are agriculture-specific versions of that training. It's a daunting conversation, as you said, but it's necessary. And there are resources for you as a, a loved one to learn how to approach it in the best way. Now, Megan, I, I want to ask you now, what are your the top resources that come to mind uh, for those who are suffering? Where, where do they go? Yeah, there are going to be a few good ones. So, you know, depending on where you are in the country, there are going to be farm or ag-specific resources. So two that I talk about a lot. So the Farm Aid Hotline, this one is national, and they can typically do, you know, kind of interventional work from, you know, if you're having financial issues all the way down the gamut to struggling with stress or mental health. So that one is 800-FARM-AID. Another one that's really important for this industry is the Farm and Rural Stress Hotline. It's free, confidential, available 24-7. That number is 800-691-4336. And then there are are typically going to be state-level, community-level resources as well. Um, I'm an upper Midwest gal, some Minnesota and Iowa both have programs. Those are two that I like to really recommend. One of the most recent national level updates we've seen is that crisis hotline number. That's 988. We have plenty of, you know, resources on our website that range from if you're a support person or if you yourself are struggling, and those are on our website, umash.umn.edu backslash stress. One of those in particular, it's called the Cultivating Resiliency for Women in Agriculture Program. It's a group of women in the agricultural industry that host webinars fairly regularly around everything from, you know, what do you do when you're transitioning from being a farmer to not being a farmer to, you know, how do you navigate the busy seasons as a family and get through it as unscathed as you can. Megan Shasso offering up some important resources for those who are struggling and those who want to be a resource for their family friends, co-workers, or clients in the agricultural community. Megan is the Outreach Director at UMASH, which is the acronym for the Upper Midwest Agricultural Safety and Health Center. Again, September is National Suicide Awareness Month, and this week is also National Farm Safety Week. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.